We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, welcome into Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen. I brought up with the 49ers over at NinersWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. Joining me shortly is the Sacramento Bees, Chris Biederman. And we're sponsored by Cooper's Brewing. Visit the brewery in Santa Rosa. Great vibes there. Always a good food truck. And of course, they're always stellar beer. If you want to order some and you live in California and you're over the age of 21, just visit cooperagebrewing.com and you can order your beer there. They'll ship it to your front door. Cold beer at your doorstep. It doesn't get a lot better than that. Let's talk about the 49ers win over the Cardinals. A 38-10 victory. Um, we're going to dive a little bit deeper here and go back over our Cooperage six-pack from last week. Let's dive in. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. Kittle in Denver territory! Kittle is gonna go! Touchdown! Bosa's got him, and a second back inside the 30-yard line. Nick Bosa drops Aaron Rodgers for a 13-yard loss. Hey, they did it. They won a game that uh, where they looked like a a championship caliber team doing it, and that's something that you talked about on on your solo pod immediately after the game. And I just I I couldn't agree more. Like we 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 talked all about like okay, got to see it, got to show me, and blowing out a bad team thirty eight to ten is what you need to do and that was i i don't know what else you could kind of ask for really if mitch wishnowski is going to punt like that the 49ers are just going to be really (laughs) tough to beat (laughs) um no i mean yeah it's the the whole thing with, with my pod last night was you know the 49ers graduated from hypothetical contender to an actual contender Right. And given the way the week went in the NFC, or at least the last couple weeks, maybe if you're looking at the Eagles squarely, I don't know, man, it's hard to look around and be like, yeah, there's, there's a team out there that's way better than the 49ers in the NFC. Like you, you can make arguments for any of them, I'm sure. But like, there is no clear cut team where you're like, yeah, that team's better than the 49ers in the same way that maybe you could say like, you know, you feel a lot better about the chiefs and the 49ers at this point still. Right. Right. Given they just came to Levi's stadium and whooped up on them a couple weeks ago, but like, 
right now with the, if they're going to play like that. And of course you have to be a little bit leery of Sunday's game short week coming off the extended stay in Colorado Springs and then Mexico city against new Orleans. Like that has the formula for a trap game written all over it for the 49ers. But if they can keep, if they can keep this going on both sides of the ball, they're just so balanced right now. They, right. You know, one thing I didn't really hit on in in last night's pod, which I wanted to, was the fact that, you know, in the first half, they they threw the ball 21 times and had just seven runs. Yeah. And we always talk about how the 49ers need to be a team that like runs the ball 30, 40 times for Mm -hmm. them to really get to their identity. Like, man, if Christian McCaffrey, whether it's in the slot or the screen game or as a check down option, can just be that replacement for the running game by way of short passes and they can be efficient in the short passing game in ways that they hadn't previously and they don't have to run the ball 40 times a game to win i just think it looks entirely different for them right now yeah and jimmy garoppolo has been a completely different quarterback um since christian mccaffrey's been here in the passing game and and they're doing exactly what we talked about with mccaffrey in terms of maximizing his value by utilizing him in the passing game. Yeah. Like even more in the running game. Like he's, you know, he hasn't been, he hasn't even led the 49ers in carries the last two weeks. So it's, I, I think everything is clicking for them right now. And now the challenge is Sunday against the saints is to keep it going and not have a letdown game because we've seen them come back from these right. trips, particularly against Kansas city like that, that came after their two week trip on the East coast. Um, you know they they need to play well Sunday against against the Saints to really like legitimize where they're at. But right now, top the NFC West, number three seed in the NFC, like that feels it finally feels like that's where they should be. I think that something that got a little bit overlooked is something you just touched on, and I think it's pretty important. Twenty one passes to seven runs in the first half. Twenty one runs to eight passes in the second half. Like the fact that, and they were productive in both halves. And the fact that they didn't just go into the, okay, up, up 14 to 10, just run it, except on third and long. They didn't get into that offense, which is a pattern it felt like they would fall into when they would get a lead in games. And I just can't remember the last time they had a lead against a bad team and, and stepped on their throats. And, that they were able to do that in this different ways that they did and have the offense look so different in the two halves and find success. That's going to be really hard to game plan for. Like that's what everything we talked about with this team. And that's why this is what it was supposed to look like against the chargers. You know, Debo Samuel wasn't very involved. George Kittle wasn't very involved. It was a ton of Elijah Mitchell it was a lot of Christian McCaffrey. It's like, man, they got other, they got all these other weapons they haven't even utilized yet. And you add McCaffrey, 14 touches. You get nine for Elijah Mitchell, 10 for Debo Samuel. Brandon Ayuk, his two catches were both touchdowns. Uh, George Kittle gets involved, six targets, four catches. Like, this is, I think, it's sustainable. Nothing happened on Sunday night. And now they're not going to score 38 a game, I don't think, or Monday night. I don't think they're going to score 38 a game. Breaking news. And they're they're probably not going to give up 10 to every team they face. But when you just look at this offensive box score, there's nothing that jumps out that goes, oh, well, that's that's outrageous. He's not going to do that again. The the only thing 
No, do you do you want to continue? No, I just that was it. The the only thing unless that you're going to feels... shoot down my point, in which case, no, 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 no. I, I'm with you 100. percent The only thing that does feel a touch unsustainable would be all right. Is Jimmy Garoppolo never going to throw another interception? Because he's gone three straight starts without throwing a pick for the first time in his career now. Sure. And I'm not saying it's unsustainable, but that's that's obviously a very important trend. But the 49ers probably can't count on Jimmy Garoppolo not throwing a pick every game. Okay, count. you're right. But on the other hand, if they're going to operate like this offensively, that gives them a little bit of breathing room where a turnover from Garoppolo isn't uh, the end totally. of the world. Totally. If they can, If they can get... Where you know in a twenty-two to sixteen win, a turnover could be the difference between a win and a loss. Exactly. That game against the the Broncos in in week three, like, turnovers were the difference there. So while while I agree that he's not going to go the rest of the year with zero interceptions, I I do think that this is a version of Jimmy Garoppolo, not unlike the one we saw in twenty seventeen, where. Okay, an interception happens, but it's not going to derail the offense entirely. Right. And that's that's a very, very important thing. Yeah, I agree with with all of that. I just can't can't harp on the point enough that Christian McCaffrey in the passing game is just sort of unlocking everything for them. Um, it's there. It's the it. It's going to I think it's going to be the most important move of the year. Yeah, we saw it. I don't remember exactly how many catches he had out of the slot, but it was like, oh, Christian McCaffrey start. They break the huddle. Christian McCaffrey starts in the backfield and then they motion him to the slot and then bring Debo Samuel into the backfield. It's like, man, you can do so many different things with these guys. But the fact that you have Christian McCaffrey now isolated against a linebacker with the ability to run a slant or a Texas route or a whip route or whatever it is, given how good of a route runner he is, that's a complete game changer for the offense and the dynamic they didn't have previously. I also, uh, uh, in that same vein regarding McCaffrey, like the fact that they don't have to give him 15 carries a game to really maximize his production and his impact on the game is huge. Like the fact that they can give Elijah Mitchell nine carries, where he averaged 6.6 yards a carry, like. Mm-hmm. Having Elijah Mitchell as the quote unquote closer or just somebody that, you know, you can lean on when you have a lead in the second half to kind of eat the game away. And Mitchell's got to stay healthy, obviously, knock on wood. But like that is a huge, a huge positive for the 49ers, because like we talked about when the trade happened, they have to do everything they can to keep McCaffrey healthy. And Mm -hmm. the, the thing you're leery of is like, yeah, he's a really valuable player. And they gave up all these draft picks to get him, but you want to keep him healthy. Like maybe we don't want to give him 20 carries a game or 20 touches a mm-hmm. game. It's like, man, seven receptions, seven runs. It just feels like the sweet spot. And the fact that you can give Elijah Mitchell nine carries like he had last night, or like, you know, what do you have? 18 against the Chargers. Like the fact you have another option at running back who's really good is just such a plus for this offense because it allows you to keep McCaffrey fresh. And if you keep McCaffrey fresh, I mean, that's what's going to keep this whole thing going. Yeah. And not only is he really good as a receiver, he's really good in the areas that Jimmy Garoppolo is really good. Yeah. Yeah. McCaffrey had seven catches last night. Six of them were in the middle of the field. One of those is a, was a screen behind the line of scrimmage, but five for five in the middle of the field, uh, zero to 10 yards. 
And that's what we talked about when they acquired McCaffrey. It was, it was, and this is why I think the the interception stuff with Garoppolo, it's not going to be zero the rest of the year, but the interception rate, the career low interception rate and the career best TD to interception ratio, I think is, is sustainable because the need, and we talked about this when they added McCaffrey, the need to force a throw into Debo Samuel in a big spot. Or as the pocket collapses, you know, making a, a throw where he's not stepping into it and trying to get it down the field where it just kind of floats to a safety. Like the 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 plays that we would walk away from a game and go, man, Garoppolo is really good. But those three, th- those those two throws in that sack he took were just so bad. Well, that's turning into a throw to McCaffrey and a positive play. And even if it's three to five plays a game, maybe less than that, two two to three plays a game, that's the difference between a touchdown drive and a, and a punt. Yeah. And that's, I, I just, I think you're right. Christian McCaffrey is is unlocking a version of the 49ers offense that I don't think any other player was going to be able to unlock. So Garoppolo has gone three straight games without throwing a pick for the first time in his career. His interception rate, is 1.5% of his passing attempts. His mm-hmm. previous low was... 2.7. Yeah, 2.7 in 2019. He's down to 1.5. Jeez. So, yeah, I mean, it's just... And he's got... You know, he's throwing... Pat, the touchdown per pass percentage matters less to me, but he's at 5.6, which is what he was at in 20. 18 and 5.7 in 2019 so he's he's kind of right in the sweet spot but like yeah i i jimmy garoppolo is playing with a lot of confidence right now i think that's pretty apparent and i think having christian mccaffrey is is a big part of that but speaking of mccaffrey i think we should get to pick six six pack let's cooper six pack cooper six pack Oh yeah. Love Cooperage. Um okay. Cooperage six back. I picked first this week, and I went with the aforementioned Christian McCaffrey. You picked second, you had Brandon Ayuk. Nick Bosa went third. Mooney Ward went fourth. Ray Ray McLeod went fifth, and Elijah Mitchell went sixth. Going chalk, I think, worked out for me. But I want to talk about your picks more than mine. Okay. Because which maybe I don't know. I feel great <laughs> about my picks. No, as you should. So Brandon Ayuk, he's just checking these boxes of being a really good receiver and maybe a borderline elite receiver. And he goes four straight games of six catches for 80 plus yards. And then doesn't get the volume on Monday night, but still impacted the game with two touchdowns. And the whip route, that, the whip route oh, touchdown he had on his first one was just like, that was disgusting. He's open every, every play. He got so much separation in the red zone, which is generally hard to do in the middle of the field. Like it wasn't even close. He had like mm-hmm. four yards of separation against the guy. Uh, in the red zone and so i mean that was that was incredible to watch from 
from that perspective, he's got he he has a career high in touchdown catches already with six um mm-hmm. in just 10 games. Jeez. He's he had five in his first two seasons each. Um full seasons. Uh he missed four games in 2020. But yeah, I mean he's just to to have that, you know, you're obviously gonna do things with Debo Samuel, you're not gonna do it with Brandon Ayuk, but to have him just as like a Oh yeah, teams are really worried about Christian McCaffrey. Teams are wor- really worried about Debo. Teams are really worried about George Kittle. And then you have a guy who can just like win a one-on-one matchup against anybody. Mm-hmm. It is just such a plus for them. And so, yeah, Brandon Ayuk's really good. It's only two catches, but yeah, two touchdowns. Like that's not bad efficiency. If he turns every catch he has into a touchdown the rest of the year, I think he's going to be in good shape. <laughs> um. Yeah, we've talked about McCaffrey, Ayuk. Bosa had a sack. I mean, Bosa's Bosa. I don't know what. It's so. I think it can. I make a rule that we can no longer pick Nick Bosa because there's never anything to say. Just like, yep, he kicked ass. Or if we do, if we do, like, we have to make like a really good Nick Bosa point. Otherwise, okay. Well, and because we've already eliminated Jimmy Garoppolo from this game. (laughs) <laughs> I don't I don't want to be eliminating too many more of their key players. No, no, for sure, for sure. And and I did predict that he would have multiple sacks, which he did not. Right. I think I said three sack game. That's tough. That's about yeah. to look for me. Well, um, Mooney Ward. So just getting picked on by DeAndre Hopkins the entire time, but I didn't think he played poorly. Like you no, can allow ca- catches but not play poorly. And that's what that's the type of game I thought Mooney Ward had. Yeah, not a lot of yak. Um four catches, 42 yards when he was when he was guarding DeAndre Hopkins on five targets. That's according to Pro Football Focus. Uh, the only other player that was targeted while Traverius Ward was on him was their tight end Steven Anderson. That was that throw into the end zone. Um in the I think it was in the first quarter. But yeah, I thought Ward I mean he was really good getting downhill and tackling. Not a lot of yak after after receptions. He was, in fact, let me see. Um, while you're looking, I'm on a fancy new monitor. Yeah, while while you're looking, zero uh, zero yards after catch for DeAndre Hopkins wow. when guarded by Traverius Ward. Interesting. That's super impressive. Yeah, that's a good stat. Um, he was playing pretty soft coverage throughout the game, and I thought, you know, when he went to a knee momentarily, I think that was an elevation thing because he did not really get to acclimate in Colorado Springs with the rest of the mm-hmm. team leading up to the game. He was away from the team dealing with a personal issue and I think joined the team on Saturday or maybe Friday night and Saturday. So only really got one practice. And the last practice of the week is is a glorified walkthrough anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was playing soft, I think, because he didn't want to have to turn and run every play um, given that he wasn't acclimated to the elevation, but I did think it was interesting that they played him on the right side of the defense where he typically plays on the left uh, because they just wanted him on New Copkins. And um, it was it was an interesting wrinkle because we haven't seen the 49ers really do that with cornerbacks, going mm-hmm. back to Robert Saul and Richard Sherman and all that. But mm-hmm. no, I, I thought, you know, look, like there are good receivers in the league. DeAndre Hopkins is certainly one of the best ones. You're not going to pitch a shutout against that guy like ever and so a lot of people talk like oh if this guy's giving up catches he's trash like no like look at look at what the what the offense is doing as a whole and if like they're if them not being able to cover deandre hopkins is leading to like a 35 point game 
then you could point to it being a real issue. But like he allowed some catches to DeAndre Hopkins, sure, but the Cardinals scored 10 points. DeAndre Hopkins, 12 targets, nine catches for 91 yards. Um the players to forcing completions on throws his way. Well, not necessarily forced incompletions, but who were guarding him on incompletions? Tishon Gibson, Traverius Ward, who we just talked about, and Dionor Lenore. Dionor oh, Lenore. Nice. Okay. Yeah, he was. He came in for Ward when Ward momentarily went down, right. and they went right at him, and he had really sticky coverage. Just, just a really nice job from Lenore. I thought he had a really good game overall. The one thing I wanted to clarify with with Mooney Ward and, and Nick Wagner, our favorite cast member, tweeted about this today. They announced that Ward was questionable to return with a groin injury. And it turns out that was not the case. Apparently, there was miscommunication in the outdoor press box at uh, yeah. Azteca Stadium. Yeah. Apparently, that was like an amazing atmosphere. You could you could feel it a little bit on TV. Got out of control. Yeah. yeah. Everyone I've I've. I haven't spoken to a lot of people who've been there, but uh, the the reporter that I have spoken to who was there may or may not have been Nick said that it was uh, <laughs> <laughs> said it said it was an awesome an awesome experience. A team uh, source, a team, <laughs> nah, media source, a source familiar. And then your last pick was Elijah Mitchell, who went eight carries for fifty five yards in the second half as the de facto closer for the 49ers offense. I don't know if that's how it's always going to look, but I love the idea. Just I'm all in on the idea of of really limiting Christian McCaffrey and like maximizing the way you use him in the passing game. Yeah, like the fact you can have a productive running game and not have to rely on McCaffrey, I think, is is an ideal scenario. And we'll see. And I, they got to keep all these dudes healthy, but that, it's yeah. really promising right now. Yeah. And I think just last point here, I think that going back to the whole like two different looking offenses for each half. I don't think we're going to be able to pin down exactly what the Niners offense is because of that variability. And the fact that they can find success in all those different ways only bodes well. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing that it's like, oh, we can't depend on X because they are so diverse and have so many options. Yeah. Yep. That's all I got. They're in a really good spot. I'm no longer in the, I don't know if they're a contender category. I'm with you. You said it in your your solo pod, and if you haven't listened to that, go ahead and uh, check that out on on the feed. But listener, not you, Chris, uh, <laughs> unless you want to go back and listen. I to just yourself, love but... listening to my own voice. No, who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> no, it just it, it, they they they're they're they needed to house a bad team, and I put them in that contender category now because I've seen it. Yep, agreed. Very All right, good. we will figure something Let's out. Later in the week, Thanksgiving. <laughs> we have, we no, have no, no, no idea what the le- the rest no of this grass. week is going to look like. We both have day jobs that are taking up lots of time. Um, day but, jobs, travel, and holidays over the course of this next six days. Yeah, and you got a wedding, like all. I'm in a wedding. Yeah, it's just. I mean, congrats, but, yeah. Thanks. Uh, I, I, anyway, <laughs> I'm not going to say that. <laughs> we'll get out of here. <laughs> Okay, we'll see you. Uh, Subscribe or review. Yep. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, 
There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.